your online buyers want convenience and price. A convenient shopping experience, like online. Right to my door. I want a good price. How do you juice that? Well, if you improve your selection, you don't want to end up in a situation where you have the paradox of choice. Increase your SKUs, decrease your sales. And so you need to have really strong findability to overcome the, the paradox of choice. So you improve your selection. And if you also improve discovery, then you will have more convenience because they're able to find what they want through your business. So what are we doing? We are making it easier to find what they want, not making them find what they want and then reacting to it. We're doing it upfront. Are you a Shopify brand owner looking to win, keep, and grow your customers? Everyone knows apps are fast becoming the best way to increase retention and boost sales. A sleek and engaging app normally means two things, time and money. But AppTile have changed the game. Their seamless no-code editor enables beautiful, personalized journeys for every customer. And with their free plan, nothing is stopping you from getting started. You'll pay as you grow, not as you go. So whether you're just starting out or a Shopify superstar, head over to apptile.com today and start designing your dream app. It's all killer, no filler. I'm Eric. This is the D2C Podcast. And today we are pretty much live with Jordan Gordon, head of retention at Pilot House. Uh, welcome to the podcast. I know, so if you're listening to this podcast, you may want to consider checking out YouTube because Jordan has prepared a number of high-tech visual prompts that he's going to be walking us through, basically kind of uh, laying out a bit of a paradigm shift in in how to think about your, your email marketing in a way that really improves the quality of intent at the top of your funnel, which is something that a lot of people are looking for. Uh, so Jordan, let's let it rip. What do you, what do you got to share? Sure. I've got like some, some cards for today because it was what we're doing. We're going to kind of go, with, we got to get into the weeds a bit on how things work and then we'll, and we'll end with some steps you can do right now. Right. But uh, bottom line, we got to start like Q4. So we got to start thinking about Q4 right now. If you want something to be working on Q4, start thinking about it right now. Right. So if you look here, let me see if I can get this right. All over e-commerce, you're going to see situations where uh, where we are generating intent and then we're converting on intent. I mean, in, in ads, you might have an information campaign and then if someone clicks on it, then you drive them to a, a buy campaign, right? In email, that might there's a couple examples here. A launch email, like, hey, we got some new necklaces, right? Want to sell some new necklaces. And then uh, some, you're, you're most engaged, you're most, you're most core buyers, they'll buy right from that. But others might need more. So you got to do a, you know, BOGO promotions, that kind of thing. Or at a more fundamental level, campaigns generate intent and triggers convert on intent. Get them to click on a product, send them a browse abandon. So that's kind of like the most simple way to think about, about intent. Yeah? But here we go. Here's a more fundamental layer or the technology. So this is what I see every agency doing, of course. It's, it's out of the box. You generate intent with static emails and you convert it with static and dynamic. But I don't see anybody out there generating intent with dynamic emails. Now, Eric, can you think of a brand, a big one, that generates intent with dynamic emails? Okay, let's let's for for the beginners in the audience and for me, let's just be so static emails. We're talking specifically like emails that go to everyone, no matter what segment they're in, and dynamic emails are segmented specifically based on zero party da- zero party data or whatever. Is that right? The static email means we've created an email. Like if you've got a, an, uh, a full design email, you've just got an image. You maybe split it up so you've got some more links. It's static. When someone opens that email, what's in there is in there. A dynamic email 
the content is dynamic, like it might have a product you've clicked on, or recommendations, or, or what's hot and selling well right now. I've never seen a brand lead with it. You sometimes see it at the bottom of the email in like a you might also like, but it's not something that gets, the dynamism isn't something that gets led with. Hold that thought, because you've, you've really predicted a future card. So what if I told you that Amazon generates intent with dynamic emails? You ever gotten a, you ever got a recommendation email from Amazon out of nowhere? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. They're not waiting for you to, oh, look, he clicked on the site. We'll send, totally. we'll send a recommendation downstream. They're just coming right out of the gate and saying, we know what you want, and we're going to offer it to you right now. They're generating intent with dynamic emails. And do you know why they do that? Because it performs. Makes sense. If the Amazon's doing it, it makes sense. <laughs> so background, I, I was a product manager for email at Amazon, which is why I'm going through this, right? This is kind of just how this thing works, how you can make your email program for Q4 and then next year soar compared to what you're doing right now. So I got to go a couple of layers deep, deeper. Then we're going to get in. Then we're going to get into what you do. We have to understand this, right? So here's an email that we're using to generate. Come a little closer with this one. This one's I'm finding a little bit harder to read here. Yeah, here okay. we go. Okay, so there we got we, go. we got generating intent with a static email and with a dynamic email. So what's happening is as we go down the email, we're changing the level, the the we're changing the appeal. So here at the top of your, you, you'll recognize this kind of email. You got a hero shot, right? Yep. It's broad appeal. You got like the guys drinking their espressos, looking fly, and you go, oh, I want to be part of that. I want to be part of that lifestyle lifestyle image, you got my attention. And then down here, maybe some merchandising, maybe some features and benefits, right? This might link through to a category page. This might link through to a specific products, right? And then down here at the bottom, dynamic. It's, it, it, this is um, tailored. This is the most narrow appeal. It's exactly for them. Yep. Problem with this is uh, the, most, the most targeted information is at the bottom. And the subject line isn't going to say at the bottom of this email is stuff just for you. That's not what the subject line is going to say. The subject line is going to be about this hero shot with the guys with the espresso. Totally. Right? If you want to generate intent with a dynamic email, you have to flip this upside down. You start with the tailored content. You clicked on a product. Hey, here's the product you clicked on. Here's some recommendations for you. Here's what's hot and selling right now, right at the top, the narrowest appeal. And then we widen it. If that doesn't work, we widen it. Let's do some features and benefits. Let's do some product marketing. If that doesn't work, Hail Mary. It's like, go to the brand. If you are with us, you're going to be a better climber and link through to a category page or a homepage or something. So this is important. And this is, by the way, this is also how trigger emails work. So when you're generating, generating intent with dynamic emails, you build something like a trigger email. And so a trigger email means it's based on them taking an action, a specific action? Right. Trigger emails go... After you've generated the intent, they've clicked on the site and you send them browse abandoned, cart abandoned, site abandoned, checkout abandoned. You know, yep. uh, they, they clicked on the category and you send a bunch of stuff about that category. Problem is, you got to get, you got to generate the intent. You got to get them on the site. And oh, our default, we just do campaigns, just really broad stuff, not for them at all. Yeah. Okay, let's kind of wrap this up and talk about where this fits. So here, imagine your email marketing program. This is what everybody does out of the box. I do dozens of audits. This is what I see. Of course, they got their lifecycle, welcome, post-purchase, uh, reactivation. They got their campaigns, get your funnel support. They're all doing funnel support, card abandon. Not everyone's doing the whole thing though. No, not everyone's doing site abandon. The most common event on your website is a bounce. 
So why would you skip site abandon? But anyway, that's kind of just out of the box. But let's talk about continuation. Now, we're talking about continuation flow, which is just something that it just continues after welcome. Uh, what we're talking about is good for brands that have a large and dynamic catalog. You can obviously do this um, not set, set up like that, but everything we're discussing here is large and dynamic catalog. Yeah. So you've got a continuation flow, okay? We're going to talk about how you build that flow. But first, I want you to understand why this is important, okay? Are you familiar with the Amazon flywheel? I'm actually not. I do love collecting flywheels, though, so explain it. Okay, so this is how Amazon, uh, amazing company, one of the best companies ever created. So how does it work? This is what they said. We want to grow. So we give, give a good customer experience. When we do that, we get traffic. When we get more traffic, we get more sellers. It's a marketplace. We're not talking about marketplace stuff, but just so you know, we get more sellers. When we get more sellers, it improves the selection. And improved selection leads to improved customer experience. That's how they grow. But, but how, do they, how do they juice it? How do they ramp it up? Well, they lowered their cost structure, which allowed them to lower their prices, which improves the customer experience. What do customers want? Selection, convenience, and price. So the reason I show you that is there's a little piece of that in here. There's a little piece of Amazon in this. Let's talk about the continuation flow flywheel, okay? Let's imagine you've got, you're in a world where your, your online buyers want convenience and price. I want a convenient shopping experience, like online, Just right to my door. I want a good price, okay? They're just doing that. How do you juice that? Well, if you improve your selection, let's say you're growing. Again, this, is, this talk is for someone with a large and dynamic yep. catalog. Growing catalog, yeah. Or more. Yeah, exactly, right? You know, let's say you improve your selection. Well, you don't want to end up in a situation where you have the paradox of choice. Are you, are you familiar with that? If you have too many choices, you'll end up choosing none more often or? That's right. Increase your yeah. skews, decrease your, decrease your um, sales. And what you need to do Analysis is- Analysis paralysis. That's right. And so you need to have really strong findability to overcome the, the paradox of choice. So you improve your selection. And if you also improve discovery, then you will have more convenience because they're able to find what they want through your business. And that will actually increase this. So what are we doing? We are improving discovery. We are making it easier to find what they want. Not making them find what they want and then reacting to it. We're doing it upfront. Make sense? It does. Want to delight your customers so they keep coming back for more? Tidio, the highest rated customer experience software on Shopify, helps online businesses gain and retain customers with personalized shopping experiences. With Tidio, you can recommend products and offer discounts based on user behavior and order history without leaving the chat widget. Tidio also takes the pressure off your support team. The app enables you to manage all your communication channels in one dashboard and automate up to 47% of recurring questions using AI. Increase customer satisfaction and sales with personalized shopping experiences. Visit tidio.com slash DTC and get an exclusive 20% discount for D2C podcast listeners. That's T-I-D-I-O dot com slash DTC.
My only question is why, so, cause some, a lot of places will send uh, dynamic emails based on your activity, but quite often it'll be like one product. They don't maybe think of discovery, they think of like converting, okay, they clicked on that one product, they didn't buy it, send them an email with that one product on it. So what's the differentiation in the time where you'd be trying to draw them into one product versus trying to keep them open to discoverability of a lot of products? Sure. So what you, you, you're talking about perhaps a browse abandon. They clicked on the product and you showed them that product. And this is what it always is. The subject line, saw you looking, right? And yeah. you click and you see it creepy. again. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. right. Okay. Um, so there's so much more to do on that email, by the way. Below that, you want to have, again, some, at that level, I think product marketing, you'd want to have brand mark, like brand marketing on, on the site abandon. You get some product marketing. Um, and, uh, and you can also put on that email recommendations because since they've clicked on a product, you know that you can generate some kind of machine learning recommendations, right? So that specific email, there's obviously so much more to do, but that is post-visit. They had to go to the site, they had to click on something. So when we, when we talk about, okay, how do we draw that forward? Well, we wanna maintain that machine learning, but we want to, rather than triggering it off of a site visit, continuation, we want to create a flow that will just run in the background with some logic, right? So here we go. Here's what we do. Q4, right? Q4, you got lots of time to create the, the most amazing flow in your roster. First of all, it's a one-year flow. One year. It's going to be like, right? Dynamic wait steps. So you don't want to spam people. If they're interacting, have some logic. If they're interacting, oh, the shorter wait step. If they're not interacting, the longer wait step. Oh, so rather than it being a site visit that get that that triggers it, it's how often they're reacting or how or whether or not they're they're interacting. If they're interacting, shorter wait step and they get more messages. Next, you backpopulate the whole thing. So you want this to get you want to get the, spread the peanut butter as widely across the piece of toast as you can. So get everybody in there. Technically speaking, if you want to get everyone, you got to do more than a year, but Everyone, you know, um, don't try this at home, kids. Don't do something crazy like go back two years. We recommend you just do one year, right? It's safe, <laughs> you know? Uh, get a pro to do it if you want to do more than that. And then also no coupons because it's easier to backpopulate in Klaviyo with no coupons. And also this isn't, the value that we're offering isn't a discount. The value is stuff that's specific for Selection, them. discoverability. Well, yeah, helping them, yeah. helping them find the item they want. Best sellers. These are, the, these are the ones you want. Don't bury that at the bottom of the email. Just show them, hey, here's our best sellers. Maybe have a small little, um, not even a hero shot, just like a small little banner at the top with something, um, but make sure they can see the best sellers above the fold on their phone. Trending, social proof, right? Recommendations, of course, just for you. New to site, if you got a large and dynamic catalog, don't make them go through all your stuff to find what's new. Show them what's new, right? Um, what do we got here? Recently viewed, if they've clicked on three products, just show them three products they've clicked on and then discover, which is actually random. Um, if you've got a big catalog, just show it. Now, so the art in this, you can see here, here's what you gotta do. This is gonna take, for you listening at home, it's gonna take some time. You're gonna need to, the, the right number of these, the right, which ones of these are, are right for your brand varies. The wait steps are gonna vary. I mean, by default, you try 15 days and 30 days, but you know, you need to have longer wait steps if you're doing more campaigns because you don't want to start totally spamming people. So there's some stuff you got to do, but you can see here, hey, wait a second, this is something that runs for a year and just exposes people directly to our catalog, right? 
runs based on it juices bank. juices that flywheel. It juices that flywheel. Like it. Final slide. What's the what's the financial outcome of this? Why would you want to do this? Well, what it does is it increases your monthly messages per user, right? So let's say you're doing two campaigns, you got some flows, nine messages per user. Uh, for, for the average user. If this thing was running every 15 days, it would take that nine to 11, for instance. If running every 30 days, it would take it nine to 10, whatever. This Point dial is, goes to 11. It just flips it up, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It all goes to 11. Goes to 11. <laughs> and then also improves your revenue per email sent. Why? Because you're showing them products that are relevant to them, so it increases the click-through rate. And it drops them on products they're more likely to buy. So it increases the revenue per session. You increase your click-through rate in every session, you increase revenue per email sent. It drops people directly on the product. So usually you got to go to the site, find the product, blah, blah, blah. Now it just drops them right on the product, right? So that also sends more browse abandons. So there we go. We've got our, we're generating intent with dynamic, and then we're converting on intent with dynamic, right? And these emails have a strong revenue per email sent. So you send more of them and they've got a better revenue per email sent. And what you end up with is a little piece of Amazon. And who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? Little piece of Amazon in your Klaviyo account. <laughs> little piece of Amazon in your Klaviyo account. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> nice. I think this is going to be an interesting one. We'll have to find a way to include your images. We need to, we need to like make some, uh, I need more dollar signs on that last one, by the way. I need to make a little, oh, some cash and hold on, wait, I think I can, I think I can but do this right now. Watch if it. you can oblige, that would be great. But yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of gold, uh, in this podcast. Like I hope, I hope people, uh, yeah, there we go. Cash money in the bank when you, uh, use more intent. And it's honestly, it, it's just, it's, it's what everyone needs to do in a way is just need to get smarter about all their channels. And I think there's going to be in the future, like more and more ways to meet each person where they are in different subtle ways. And we know that like funnel continuity and, you know, it just makes sense and it converts better when, when you're actually like meeting people where they're at with this data. So it's, it's super exciting. Um, there's another benefit too, is that you can walk away from this. You walk away from your campaigns suddenly revenue drops. This thing you can, like you do need to tend this. You don't just plant a garden and walk away, right? You need to tend a garden. So, and if you tend this garden, it will produce like green plants with pictures of Benjamin Franklin on them, right? Like it, That's there you go. Cool. But if you just walk away from it, it's still there providing that value, right? So it's like, uh, it's it's in a, it's kind of like a passive income kind of, kind of, kind of way to think about it, right? So for a year-long flow, we're, you were talking every 15 days, we're talking like 24 emails kind of thing. So it's nothing crazy either. It's nothing crazy. I, also, you, you don't need to produce 24. You can. If you're, if you're at home and you want to produce 24 emails, you can. But you can obviously reuse these. If you have a dynamic and um, if you have a large dynamic catalog, what's presented is going to be different the next time it's sent. And if you, yeah. you can have a different subject line in, so it can That's be true. slightly different. You can put in that little banner. You can put in a different banner. But some you're seasonal frames, maybe some nice festive falling leaves or, or, yeah. or snow on the sides. Yeah, yeah, totally. You can get creative, but you're using the same. You see that that's that half dozen I showed you, using that same core for over over that over that full year. Um, so it's not it, it's not actually oh we got to produce twenty six emails or whatever it is, right? Yeah, nice. 
I wanted to get, I just had a hot take on the, on a podcast I did today from someone who runs from my friend, actually, Alex, who is the founder of Postscript. His vision as someone who focuses strictly on SMS is that he thinks for a thriving, growing brand, SMS can be a bigger channel or even should be a bigger channel than email. We love hot takes on this platform. So I'm curious about what you think about that statement. We certainly have brands that are like 40% of their, of the retention revenue is SMS. Absolutely. So yeah. I don't, we're not running anybody who's more than, more than half, but obviously like around the half area. And uh, so I was having, uh, maybe I've discussed this in the channel, but I was having a discussion with an internal about this one time. And he said, oh, I hate emails. I hate getting emails. I, it's the worst. I don't open them. But every time I get an SMS from a brand, I always open it because I figure it's probably important. That's interesting, That's interesting. right? Yeah. Because I hate getting SMSs. I, I never yeah. open getting SMSs, but I love emails because it's a piece of art in my phone. I bet in, I wonder, are, 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 is that, is it probably more revenue per SMS? Cause you have more emails than you have phone numbers, but I guess you have phone numbers for every purchaser. Like, but I wonder on a per contact base, if it's, if SMS is already often higher than email. Uh, I mean, generally people have a smaller, a smaller SMS list. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you're, you, you're generally fighting against less in the inbox, although people are using more and more SMS. So you are yes. be fighting against more, trying to break through the noise. Also, whenever there's any change in the economy, everyone goes right to outbound because they can just get results. So you're going to be fighting against more. Um, generally, it's not like, I'll just say, generally, it's more like maybe a 20% 20, 20 a third or whatever, but, yes. but can be high. And so what do you do? You make sure your audience knows. When you send them an SMS, it's for something good. Yeah. Right? Oh, this is definitely going to be an offer or a launch or something really good. And so one of the plays, and you have to pay for SMS. So that that's also lines up perfectly, yeah. right? One of the plays for email is it's not just, I mean, it's definitely a performance channel or I wouldn't be at Pilot House, but there's also a play to just deliver a year worth of impressions to someone and just always be top of mind and influence that next purchase, whatever channel they're in. So you get that from email. You don't get that from SMS but you do get uh, uh, another line in to them yeah. if, you, if you frame it properly for them. And another great opportunity to use a sniper rifle instead of a shotgun in cases uh, to, to bring it back to a previous <laughs> yes. Jogo episode. Oh, yeah, it's like, it's like you've been paying attention. Nice. Well, that's my job, literally, uh, to put this all together. So we will have to uh, – we'll run a, a Jordan Gordon masterclass one time. We'll put all of your metaphors into one leather-bound book. And it will be glorious. Thanks for coming on today, Joy. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're not getting the D2C newsletter, you can subscribe for free at directtoconsumer.co. And if you want to learn more about Pilot House's all-killer, no-filler services, take off to pilothouse.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.